Good morning. Shall we pray uh, as we come to study this word together? Father God, thank you for this new day. Thank you as we begin this new day that your love is new for each of us and every day. Thank you that as we gather to look at your word together now, would you speak words of love and truth into our hearts? May we hear what you have to say to us by your spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning we're continuing our series looking at Christian life and work. And so far, I'm reliably informed, that the team has helped us to think about who do we work for, making Christ our boss. And then two weeks ago, Luke spoke about a theology of work, how we should see our Christian faith and work together, combined together, to be part of our whole life. They're not two separate things, but they're one thing that works together. And this morning, I'm asked to think, we're going to think about that ministry in the workplace. What does it mean to minister in the workplace? What are some of the opportunities that we have to minister in the workplace? Now, for some of us, we may think that most of our friends are people who go to church. Therefore, we don't have that opportunity to talk to those who are non-Christians. So for some of us, we live in a world where most of us now don't know who our neighbours are. We're not sure of who those people are who live across the street. Having those non-Christian contacts can seem few and far between. But if we're people who are in work, we're surrounded by people who we work with. Those are the people who we can witness or minister to. Our white place can give us those contacts to minister to. See, the reality is that if we're in work, if we're in relationship with people at work, then we're probably already, in some way or form, ministering to people. Tim, a couple of weeks ago, thought about how the workplace can be our mission field. And as we come to look at work this morning, as Jesus calling those disciples in Luke, I want to highlight four things we can discover about ministry and how we can minister in the workplace. Well, the first one of those... Not going to work. Ah, there we are. Is that ministry meets needs? Ministry meets needs. Look at our passage this morning of Luke chapter 5, verse 1. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding round him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. What do we see? We see Jesus spotting these fishermen on the shore who are washing their nets. We later found out that these fishermen are pretty fed up. They're fed up because they've had a bad night. They've not caught a single fish. And what does Jesus do? He spots those people in need. He goes and he meets those needs. He provides them with a catch of fish. And he invites them to join him. One thing that's been described about ministry is ministry has been described as love in action. When we minister to those in need, we do something, we say something that shows our love, and not only our love, the concern for the people that we're in, the people that we're with. We heard, didn't we, from the passage that was read from Romans in Romans 12, Paul telling people that love must be sincere, be devoted to one another in love. 
So Jesus met those needs. He showed love and care to this bunch of fishermen that he spots at the seashore. And how do we meet people's needs? How do we show love to them? Well, that may be to those people we're serving through our work. So those customers that we have, we may spot the need they have and able to show them love and care to them, to go that extra mile. People will spot when you treat them in a different way to others. They notice your kindness. And maybe to those work colleagues we spend time with, it may be listening to them, more of that later on, asking them how their day has been at the end of the day, giving time to them. Sometimes it's the little things that show we care about the needs of others that make all the difference. Jesus started by meeting the needs of those disciples. Secondly, ministry waits for the opportunity. Ministry waits for the opportunity. I think often the dangerous Christians is that we can think that ministering or witnessing to our colleagues and the people we're at work with means we have to charge in, tell them everything we know about Jesus and instantly they will become a Christian. See, for many of us, if we're to think about how we became a Christian, it wasn't an instant thing. It took several conversations with people, several different events that led you to come in to make that decision. We heard about that on the, the passage with that Thy Kingdom Come thing earlier in that video. So powerfully put. God uses people in many different ways and at many different times. We just need to make ourselves available to be used in those times. And when is the right opportunity? When, when is it? Well, we see if we look what we're doing, Jesus did it. We have to, when did he wait for? He waited for the daytime. Look at verse 3. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, we've worked hard all night, Master, and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Jesus waits until the moment is right. It's now daytime. The fishermen have been fishing all night and caught nothing. Now is an opportunity when he can help. When he can step in, he can meet their needs. He can minister to them and show them that love in action. See, for a fisherman to have been fishing all night, which I'm told is the best time of day for them to be fishing, and not to catch a thing, that's not a good day's work. Jesus uses the opportunity to witness to them. And we all have to be ready for when the opportunity comes up, making ourselves readily available for God to use us. I was reminded of a time two years ago when um, the first time we were going to get ordained, and we were sat in the chapel at Pleshy, and this was the night before we were going to get ordained. And Bishop Stephen came in to do his final, what he called his final charge, his final talk to us before the big service on the Saturday. And Bishop Stephen sat there and he said, you've done the hard part. You've done all the difficult things. All you've now got to do is just turn up tomorrow. All you've got to do is just turn up tomorrow. And he said, actually, the whole lot of ministry often is just like that. Often all we need to do is just turn up. See, make yourself available. Just turn up and be ready for God to use you. And when you go to work, when you go out in those places in the week, you start by just turning up. And you pray, God, where do you want to use me? And be ready and looking out for those opportunities. So ministry meets needs. 
ministry waits for the opportunity. Thirdly, ministry is to individual people. Look again at our passage from Luke. We can see that these three disciples had an encounter with Jesus that transformed their lives. It started them on a different journey where they were going to follow him for the next couple of years. And we see that in verse 11. But more of that in a moment. But ministry is often to individual people. Look at the way in which Jesus ministers to Simon Peter. Look at verse 8. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. Simon Peter was so astonished by what Jesus had done, how he'd met their needs. And Jesus hears what Simon Peter said, and so he replies, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. Jesus speaks. He encourages Peter. Don't be afraid. And he tells him how to go on to help Peter. See, one of the best things that we can do is any relationship where we're ministering to individual people, but also in the workplace, is also to give that listening ear. I've got that picture up there because it's said, isn't it? God gave us two ears and one mouth. It's making sure we get them in the right proportions. Two ears and one mouth. It's a reminder of the importance of listening to others. I think one of the biggest dangers in this fast-paced world that moves so quickly, and hasn't it moved this quickly without a, with a bank holiday in it this week, is having enough time. How often do you hear, if only I had the time to do this, or if only I had the time to do that, I'd do these, all these things. We need to give people time. I think individuals, people are looking out for relationships where people are authentic, where people are authentic. Their behavior and the things they say match up where people make time for them and where they can trust you. They're also looking for people who speak truth in a world where truth is often not spoken. Many people are facing all sorts of issues. What did Paul say in Romans chapter 12? Share with the Lord's people who are in need. When the opportunity is right, we can bring biblical wisdom to those people who are facing those issues and minister to the individuals we meet. So ministry meets needs. Ministry waits for opportunity. Ministry is to individual people. And finally, ministry gives and doesn't demand. Ministry gives and doesn't demand. Look at Luke chapter 5, verse 9. Uh, he talks about his disciples. He says, Simon Peter, he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. I started by saying that ministry can be seen as love in action. We put, show that love. And why do we show that love? Well, we love others because God first loved us. God loved his disciples. He did it out of love for them. It wasn't demanded from him. They didn't say, Jesus, can you do this for us? He just did it out of love for those people. And this is the way Jesus showed the love towards them, and it changed these disciples' lives. One of the ways that I described we could show those love to others earlier was to give out to people just out of the witness to the love that God has shown us. Not because your boss has asked to do it, but because of the love that God has shown you. Going that extra mile, letting our faith and love that we show to, that is shown to us motivate us into the way that we give to others. And I think when we do that, sometimes people notice. 
they can sometimes notice a difference in our behavior. It makes them curious about why you behave in this way. See, ministering in the workplace can often be a good place to witness by non-verbal ways, more than verbal means. Perhaps leaving chocolate or cake in the staff room at the end of the week. Paul C. is talking about practicing hospitality in our Romans passage. See, ministry is not about demanding, but giving, because of the love that God has shown us. So ministry meets needs. It waits for the opportunity. It's to individual people, and it gives and doesn't demand. But how do we make that happen? Well, firstly, by prayer. Praying for those opportunities. We heard, didn't we, well, Justin Welby talking, Archbishop, talking earlier about this being a week of prayer. Praying for those friends and people we know that we long to come and see Jesus. And that begins by us praying. Good time this week to be praying for those opportunities to witness and to minister to those people in our workplace, to those people we'll meet this week. But also praying for us to be able to see and hear as God sees and hears. It's a way for us to be able to look at people in the same way that God looks at people. And God may even direct you to those people he may want you to minister to. So that's the first way. But secondly, also by making time. As I said earlier, the biggest danger I think that we feel is that we often don't have enough time in life to do this. But making time to minister, to ask someone how their day was, to do something for someone that will put a smile on their face at the end of a long day. Ministry begins by making time for it and embracing the opportunities that God gives us. He'll use us in the process of ministering and witnessing to people. So as we come to the table this morning, as we come to take bread and wine, let's come and receive. Let's come and be empowered to be sent out this week to minister to those that we're going to meet in our workplaces as we go from this place. Amen.